2: all right, welcome in. b and Beamer here on WBEN. Uh, Joe, you'll hear a little bit later on today. Uh, Brian Masarowski here with you for the next hour or so. Uh, look at Jimmy there getting us ready with a little Metallica, a little preview of uh, what's coming up at the stadium next week. A lot of uh, people excited for that. This, It's back. The stadium's back this week. You Think about this. So you got this practice today. You know, more on that in just a moment. Practice is underselling it. Then you have a concert on Wednesday. You got the Metallica concert on Thursday. Then the Bills play a preseason game on Saturday. So that's four events in a week. Pretty good. Huh? They're back. Feels good to be back. That's what I would say. Uh, feels good to be back here with you. Thanks for joining me. 803 0930 to uh, talk with me here on WBEN this morning you know I was mentioned the bills had a practice today. I don't know for certain how many tickets were distributed. Chris Horvatitz from channel 4 uh, tweeted out earlier this morning that it was around 70,000 for a practice <laughs> It's going to take place today. So a few things on that. One, if you're going, you know keep that in mind. You're going to a practice with 70,000 people, and it's general admission seating at the stadium. So if you're planning on being right up there, get there early and wear running shoes, because it's going to be like Black Friday. You're going to have to be there, sprint to your seat, uh, know exactly where you're going, what gate is best to line up at. All of that going on, because that is a lot of people. Parking lots open at 3, gates open at 4, practice starts at 5.30. But, and they distributed all the tickets that they could. 70,000 people, you think about that, for a practice. How crazy are Bills fans right now? I mean, we saw those training camp tickets go like that. I tried to get tickets to go to training camp. I, last week, I wasn't going to be here I was, on Friday. I, I was planning on taking my son out to Rochester to go to camp in the morning. I logged on to get tickets, and then all of a sudden you see, nope, they're gone. Within, it, within a second. It took no time at all for those tickets to be snatched up, and I couldn't get in. And I'm thinking, that's kind of wild. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. But it's exactly what happened. It was it was wild. It was absolutely nuts. And now to think about this practice tonight, 70,000, it's a practice. It's not even a preseason game or anything like that. Like I said earlier, I've been to games where there's like, it feels like 50 people there. And now we've got 70,000 people for a practice. That's what happens when the team is good. I think that means this is as crazy as Bills fans have ever been. This is as big as the Bills have ever been before. You know, I bring that up because uh, there was a Facebook post shared by a longtime member of the Buffalo sports media, Bob Kaczynski. And he was writing about that. Uh, Is this team right now more popular than the bills of the Super Bowl years, and he was writing that because he hears it all the time. He says he hears, uh, right, uh, young people say, "All right, uh, you know, this is the Bills fever has never been bigger. It's absolutely wild now." And. He wrote on Facebook that, eh, you know, it's close, but he doesn't think so. He thinks that the Bills of the Super Bowl years, it was unlike anything else, that was the most popular the team's ever been, and this hasn't quite reached that level. And the thing that he was kind of hanging that on was media. That all the time, every newscast would lead up with training camp or whatever it was, You'd have uh, people all over watching the bills. There was, it was a media frenzy that was there, and I think this is like the this is true of the current bills, and even more so because now you're you have a media environment with social media where you can't escape it. So if you want to say it's uh, the media coverage and the attention that the bills have got in the '90s that would be the reason why they they were bigger then than they are now i'd say you amplify that times like a million i it is wild it is crazy i don't think the bills have ever been more popular in western new york than they are right now maybe you disagree now here's where i'm coming from i'm 32 years old so yes i was alive during the super bowl years but you know between 0 and 4 years old i don't remember it so if you want to set me straight, let me know. Someone's trying to do that on our text board. Uh, you can call and text in as well, 8030930, saying that uh, Bob is right, they were more popular in the Super Bowl years, and I'm just too little to know. <laughs> but hear me out. Well, I and I should preface this by first saying that uh someone else saying uh the team doesn't compare in popularity, you're on drugs. Too early in a Friday for that. So, no, I'm not. Hear me out. And I do have to preface this by saying that I am biased, obviously, but even more so. I have throughout, and not so much now because of how good the team is, but I have throughout the years resented the early 90s Bills. You know, as much as they're celebrated – I went through a pretty long period where I would look at that team and they'd be talked about all the time. And Jim and Bruce and Andre and Thurman and everyone else. Steve Tasker was amazing. And Lofton, you had to see it. Daryl Talley was amazing through the – I've heard about that my entire life. And there came a time when I was like 20 years old. It was about 12 years ago or so where I just started to have an attitude of I am sick of it. (laughs) No, I am sick of hearing about how good the bills were when I was too young to enjoy it. I'm sick of hearing about, oh, it was so much fun to go to a Bills game and the place was wild and it was crazy and everyone had Bills fever and it was great when I was sitting in the stadium in the freezing cold with 50 people there. I mean, there's more than 50, but you get what I'm saying. It, it just bugged me. I was so sick of hearing about the glory days because I wanted to watch a good team in front of me. It had been so long. And for a while, the Bills weren't just, I mean, they were never terrible. They were never the worst team. But they were always mediocre at best. But the problem was they weren't just mediocre. They were mediocre and boring to watch. And I I just asked for something that I didn't even need the team to be good. I'm like, can they be at least interesting to watch? You know, they signed T.O. and I was like, good. You know, they got a reality show. I don't know. It should be interesting, right? Maybe he'll cry at a press conference again. Uh, the Bills, uh, you know, they Rex Ryan is the head coach. Uh, good. I, at least he'll be entertaining off the field for a little bit. I mean, I on the field, I don't know. They weren't that good again. But there was a, a big period of time where I, I just pushed back. I'm like, I don't want to hear about the 90s. I, I don't want to hear about it. Even though you know, I, I would admit, I did like going back and watching the games. It was amazing. Somebody posted the other day the uh, their uh, big drubbing of the Raiders was that 51 to three in the AFC Championship, and they just posted the first drive that the Bills did, and it's as good as anything you'd see today. It's amazing. I mean, they're moving the ball down the field like it's 2022. And I do still like watching that, even though I didn't live through it. But I did resent that. So that's a little bit of notice of where I'm coming from, where I'll say that the Bills are bigger now than they ever have been, and that includes the Super Bowl years. Because I do still have a little bit of that, where I spent half my life hearing about the Super Bowl years and never having experienced a good team myself. But now we're there. I have no resentment anymore. And I think they're bigger. Why? Well, there's a few reasons. One, I mean, just look around. Everyone's talking about them. It is, uh, you know, snap by snap. If you want the how the team is doing, you can log on to the Internet and see every pass play, a full breakdown of what's going on. It's, uh, you know, Bob Kaczynski, I mentioned that Facebook post. He was mentioning that. Oh, all over in the early 90s, you had uh, every single house. Uh, you, you had people painting Bill's logos on the side of trucks and fences or whatever. And I'm thinking of on uh, the '90 where you pass that house with the fence and it's got all the bills and sabers, like painted wood logos. You know what I'm talking about. And I remember that, like, ever since I was a kid and they still do it. It's still there. They've had all those logos. I feel like that's what Bob's mentioning here. But you see it now. Still, now I fly the Bills flag only during the season and on draft day. But you see it on my street year-round. you got the Bills flags, Allen flags, yard signs. It's everywhere. You mentioned painting the cars. I see that, too. People are wrapping their cars in Bills logo. It's all over the place. Um so someone on our text board saying uh, we had back in the 90s every bar fully packed private parties at bars for blacked out games pop-up merchandise stands on every corner on a Monday that's what we have right now Think about this what does every Buffalo theme store have You know, back then you had like the knockoff Bills merchandise. You have all of that right now. I bought a cool uh, shirt of Spencer Brown chugging a beer on the sideline. Uh, Knockoff merchandise. Sorry. But it was very cool. You have all these local artists making uh, their Bills designs, selling them. At Canal Fest. You know what? I almost bought at Canal Fest, but I couldn't. I'm walking around. They had their big craft show. Me and my son are walking around. I was looking for something cool to put in his room. You know, he's got some saber stuff in there. I was like, oh, you know, it could use a Bills or something else. And uh, one of the local artists was were selling uh, lawn stakes, uh, wooden lawn stakes with Bills logo, very well done. You know, kind of cut out, three layered wood, painted with the Bills logo. And I thought, oh, you know, that's good. Let me check this out, and I'll probably come back and buy that. I went. I mean, it did not take me five minutes to go back there the entire bucket of them was sold out. And if you were at that craft show at Canal Fest, and you went tent by tent, every third tent was somebody selling some sort of Bills merchandise. Not official, but some sort of. You had the Bills wind chimes, the homemade lawn stakes. You had uh, red, white, and blue tie-dye Bills stuff. You had other uh, Bills stuff that people were printing up, uh, you know, player-focused gear. You had all of that. So it's it's all here now. It's not in the same exact you know, way, but it's all here right now. Someone's saying, and it's amazing the comparison. So you guys are texting him in. I'm coming up with the modern day uh, thing to come back. Someone's saying, I was at a concert in the Odd. Bruce Smith showed up and uh, was taking a seat. They put a spotlight on him, and he got a standing ovation. What do you think happens now? I was at uh, the, the Sabres game. Jack Eichel returns. Deion Dawkins was – and no offense to Deion Dawkins. he I, He's one of my favorite Bills because he's one of the most involved in the community. He's been a great public uh, uh, face for the franchise. But he's not at the star level that Bruce Smith was. They put a spotlight on him, and as loud as everyone was booing Jack Eichel – I mean, his ovation was louder, and it lasted into the play, and everyone's doing the Bills chant and everything. They showed Josh Allen the last uh, game of the year. He was there in his suite, and everybody was going crazy for Josh Allen. So it's the same thing happens right now. You mentioned uh, uh, the blacked-out games. I think that's interesting, too. You know, the comeback game blacked out famously. So, hey, 90s people, where were you? It was so popular then. You didn't even show up for a playoff game. But then you can make the comparison now. Hey, uh people now, where were you? The first playoff came with fans in forever at the stadium against the hated Patriots, and tickets were $30. <laughs> so you can I mean you can give and take with this. I mean, which side are you on, Jack? is in uh, North Buffalo. Now you're on WBEN. All right, Jack. Yeah. Are the Bills uh, bigger now than they were then?
3: Um, I think so, and I was lucky enough to grow up in the 60s and go to the Rockpile with my dad when I was like 9, 10 years old. So I saw the good Bills in 64, 65. I saw the bad Bills all through the 70s. Uh, saw the, you know, obviously the 90s, uh, bills that were great and I think I've taken two or three trips down to Miami back then when we finally got our revenge on them because you wouldn't remember we hated Miami and uh, they were our nemesis before New England was and uh and now I think it's great I mean I I I think people because young people now are getting on board you know we're I'm 66 years old so I've seen a lot of the good and a lot of the bad, and uh, I think it's great right now. Uh, Josh Allen just, to me, what a great young man he is. He's he just perfect for this uh, this area. Uh, this, And he's a California quarterback, which, <laughs> if anybody remembers, every quarterback that we ever drafted from uh, California never really made it.
2: Jack, it's uh, it, the California quarterback, but doesn't act like it, right? Hey, thanks for the call. Um, I... I... Allen was one of these uh, things for me where, when I was on my, hey, I don't even need us to be good, just be interesting. And when Josh Allen started playing, I'm like, well, at least we should be interesting, because this guy's going to do something crazy. (laughs) I mean, that that rookie year of his, even when we weren't that good, it was pretty fun to watch still, which was uh, a nice change at the time. And now look at him. I mean, geez. Rich in Lakeview. All right, Rich. The... 70,000 people for a practice at the stadium today. You couldn't get uh, training camp tickets unless you knew the secret um, you know, way to get online at Ticketmaster beforehand. I look at that and say, you can't tell me they were uh, more popular then than they are now.
4: Uh, Listen, you never had to fight for free Buffalo Sabre tickets on uh, self-addressed stamped envelopes with the Buffalo News during the mid-70s. I mean, not to say, hey, everything old is new again or what's better. We did it when it's more organic. I mean, we had to sell out and buy tickets and, you know, we didn't have a Facebook group or get in line. This stuff, 70,000 tickets, if you had to wait in line at Harvey and Corky, they ain't selling 70,000 tickets. But you know, we filled for the Rolling Stones and Bob Singer and the Clash and the Who by waiting in line before we had to wait in line and get the stuff. But that being said, being 55 years old, I'm going to be there today. The greatest part of it for 17 years, you know, I, I didn't my, – my kids are now on the cusp – in their 20s or on the cusp of their 20s. And to share it as a family event like it was in the 90s um, is the best part about it. I mean, I'll go back to 75 when they made it. Think about it. Buffalo. They had a running back MVP, Joe Perot M V P, Bob McAdoo MVP. We've been a big sports town. But in nineteen eighty you never lived through that, the talking proud ears. You might see the jingle or whatever, but you have no idea what that meant to the town. Our steel plants were closing. The infrastructure of Buffalo's crumbling. There was a billboard. Well the last person out of you know in downtown out of Buffalo turn out the light. And we only had three television stations who we could count on that they're, they're, you know, the sports guy would stay more than 15 minutes and leave to a bigger market. They gave us a minute and a half, and we still packed the place. So I, I think it's just you know uh, uh, you know things that made this country strong, make this area strong. It, it's a part of pride. So I can I can you know my kids can live vicariously through it. I can be proud of my era. But I'm also incredibly proud that this era is carrying the torch. And I'm just glad to be part of it, even though we had our day.
2: Rich, I like that point. And uh, thanks for the call. I like the point you brought up about the 80s. There was more than just, you know, now it's, it's so uh, cathartic to have a good Bills team because they stunk. They were terrible and boring for so long. And I can say that because I'm a Bills fan. Uh, But (laughs) that's part of the reason why it feels so good right now. But to Rich's point, you know, it was more about just the team and sports failures in the 80s, but just the region in general. It didn't feel that good. I I wasn't around to feel it. That, you know, those early 90s, it it did feel so good. Um, What do you think? Are Bills now bigger than they were back then? I think so. But then again... You know, I'm just a young kid. Depending on who you ask, not allowed to uh, say it. So, how about you? 803-0930, to join me. I'll be back after the news on WBEN.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time: baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. b and Beamer, welcome back here on WBEN. Uh, Joe, you'll hear from later on today. Brian Mazurowski here with you until 10 o'clock or so uh talking to the bills then and now and i just uh, i think they're bigger now than they were in the 90s i think the team now the buzz around it the how popular the bills are now it beats out when they went to four straight super bowls sounds weird to say But I think it's totally the case. Eight oh three oh nine thirty to join me this morning. Um, You know, part of this spurred on by uh, you know Facebook post I saw Bob Kaczynski uh, saying that he believed it was uh, bigger in the '90s than it was now, and I just feel like a lot of the examples he used, a lot of the examples you guys are using that uh, you're texting me here at eight oh three oh nine thirty, I can draw like the exact same comparison here in modern times, (laughs) and then. Like, tell you how it's gone to the nth nth degree, right? Um, You know, but part of it is a feeling. It is a little different. One person texted in, uh, I guess back in the 90s, players lived more amongst us because there was no social media. And that's very true. Uh, Josh Allen goes out to dinner somewhere, and I know about it. And I shouldn't know about it. Like, why why would I ever know about it? But somebody sees him. They tweet it out somewhere. It goes like that. So I think in the nineties, players, and we've all heard the stories, like everybody has like had run-ins out and about with players back in the nineties. And that just doesn't really happen anymore. And I don't think that's necessarily, I might be wrong on this. You know, it might be because the salaries are (laughs) way higher. And so, you know, back – I'll never forget when I was a kid. Like I, I would go to the mall and you'd be in J.C. JCPenney and I saw Chris Grattan checking out, you know, in, in the menswear thing at the register. And you're just not going to see that now from a player who's making $8 million a year. Now you take that to the NFL and that's, you know, 10 times the amount. So that might have something to do with it, but I think it's a lot of social media blame. I mean, if I was an athlete, I wouldn't be anywhere. I'd be afraid someone's going to tweet it out. And, uh, you know, then all of a sudden there's a, a bunch of it's. – you're like the opening scene of Austin Powers, if you're Josh Allen in Buffalo. Remember Austin Powers, and he's, like, hiding, he's running away from all of his adoring fans and maybe dancing, you know, doing a couple moves in the middle of it? That's probably Josh Allen in Buffalo now. It goes anywhere, and all of a sudden it's, ah! And everyone's following them around, uh, but no, I'm getting a lot of "I'm wrong." I just weren't around back then. I was around back then. I can prove it. I just I was just at um, my grandma's house the other day, and she had a bunch of old photos, and there was one of me, three years old, in the Jim Kelly jersey and helmet. I was around. I was you know between the ages of zero and four, so. <laughs> it doesn't really be the same. But uh, 70,000 tickets for a practice? Like, you got to be kidding me. There's no way that happened back then. 803, I mean, some of the other things that I'm thinking of, you go on Hurdle or on Elmwood and you go into some of these stores or you go online on eBay or something, and they're, in the middle of a recession, there are 20-year-olds here in Buffalo, who are paying $250 for a jacket that was first on the shelf in uh, 1992. And if you think I'm wrong, go and look at it. I've seen Bill's hats from the early 90s that kids today are buying for over $100. I don't think that happened back then. Like, that's wild. You're selling stuff, old stuff, for more money than what the new stuff costs. Some of you might say, well, that's a perfect uh, example, Brian, of how it was bigger in the 90s. People want the 90s. I think people just want to kind of experience exactly what their parents did and, and be dressed the exact same way while they do it. But, no, I, I think it's bigger now. I think it's more crazy now. And uh, maybe Von Miller, right, approves my point more than anything. I, like, Just I, what did fans used to do? What is the fan analogy of back then compared to this? Von Miller says, hey, we're in a dorm room. The toilet paper here, not cutting it and as somebody who also went to college in New York State, I can tell you, toilet paper, it's not the greatest inside the dorms. So what happened? He made a comment, and then this happened.
3: I got a whole box. I just put him in a locker room. Like, it was great. I, I wasn't trying to complain of it. I was just saying, like, my experience being in the dorms, like, you know, I, I just said, like, hey, the toilet paper's different, and, then, like, boom, like, boxes on boxes on boxes of toilet paper and wipes and stuff, and everybody's just trying to make my stay here a whole lot easier, man. I just – Want to say publicly, man, I appreciate all of you guys and I'm grateful.
2: Yeah, so Von Miller complains about the toilet paper and then all of a sudden all the Bills fans sell, uh, send him boxes and boxes of the best toilet paper. As if Von Miller, who signed one of the richest contracts in the history of the NFL, doesn't have the means to go to Costco to buy it himself. <laughs> like, <laughs> right? I mean, that's... It's it's crazy. The first
3: one came in. It was just like a box of uh, I don't want to say any names, you know, because you know these toilet paper companies, they not, they're not, you know, not paying me yet or nothing like that. But I had some really great toilet paper, you know, just a show outside of my dorm room. That was the first one. It was like a four pack, and then it was another eight pack. Like the next day, then it was some wipes came in the mail from some Bills fans, and it was plant based. And every day, it's like toilet paper everywhere so i I appreciate these guys
2: (laughs) now if you remember the great sandy beach um maybe five or six years ago did a show it was probably longer than that eric wood signed an endorsement deal with some uh wipes that you use on the toilet like the wet wipes the flushable wipes i don't know what brand it was but the whole idea was you know i'm a center in the nfl the quarterback sticks his hands up there i gotta be fresh and clean and it was like, it was hilarious. That All right, here we go. You know, Buffalo Bills, the only endorsement deal that you can get is by the Wet Wipes Company. And now the bills are so big that Von Miller won't even say the name of toilet paper unless you bring the bag. Not a toilet paper uh, of a whole bunch of cash. Those wet wipes, by the way, will destroy your plumbing. I don't care what it says or what picture they put. On that top, I found out firsthand. Uh, Mike, in Buffalo, you're on WBEN. All right, bigger now or then, Mike? What's going on? Well,
5: I think it's a little different different situation. I I think we're right on the edge of being close to where we were at the 90s. I think we just need to go to a Super Bowl.
2: <laughs> See, that's the thing, though, right? I and mean, That team went to four straight Super Bowls, and I think it's – bigger now even without that In in a way mike it's almost like the anticipation of getting there is what makes it big
5: yeah I, I think you're right about that but just keep in mind uh i was a season ticket holder in in the 90s you were talking about the uh, great comeback game how it wasn't a sellout Remember, you couldn't just push a few buttons on a computer to go get a ticket. You had to get in your car, drive to Orchard Park, and stand in line to get those tickets.
2: But if it wasn't a sellout, Mike, you could have right, went to the stadium, and they used to have ticket offices, and you could have bought one oh, right there.
5: I, I, I get it. Believe me. I had season tickets. They were on a losing streak when the bill came for playoff tickets. And my, my buddy and I, who had four seats— we decided not to buy the playoff tickets. We thought, you know, we probably won't even go, and I, I don't have $500 to tie up for
2: three months. So, here's the, here's another thing, Mike. Yeah, you mentioned price. I I think part of this it's so much more impressive to me. And I mentioned people paying like $100, $200 for used Bills gear that's like 20 years old. And you look at ticket prices now. I mean, you want to go to the opener, you want to go to any of these first couple of games. The get in price is like $200 for the regular season. I mean, the price well, has I'm- gone way up. And it's not just that. It's if you want uh, the jersey, if you want to, uh, y- you know, the Bills play, any of the stuff that I feel like we used to have around in the early 90s or that I remember when I was a kid. The price of everything has gone up and it's still super popular.
5: No, yeah, I, 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 I get it. I, I understand your point of view. It was just a different time, so I don't know that it's, it's kind of like apples and oranges. In my perspective, there's a hairline difference I would, I would lean towards the 90s. You know, I ended up going to the, uh, the comeback game. I took a day off of work to go out and buy the tickets. Somehow I managed to get seats on the 45-yard line, 25 rows up, best seats in my life. But not everybody had that ability to take the day off and go buy tickets.
2: Yeah, that's That's true. Hey, Mike, thanks for the call and thanks for listening. Um, You know, someone just said, hey, tickets to Green Bay game, $200 plus. I mean, that's the home opener last year. Very expensive. I mean, a lot of – like Green Bay, that's the first Sunday night football game here in Buffalo where we had a good team in – I mean, since Sunday night football was the big game. So, in a way, I see it. However – there's there's like a point where it's like, whoa. I mean, especially to me where, you know, when I started going to games on my own, again, this team stunk, and you could just go for free, basically whenever. Or you were paying $30 maybe to get into the game. And even that, I'm like, you know, you're not too sure. Now, I mean, it's a big expense, and it's still super popular I mean people are willing to pay more than ever someone uh texting in uh that they do a lot of cleanouts in basements many of them are bill's shrines totally decorated in Bill's paraphernalia it's I mean similar to that now right I uh you look around and see what people have in their backyard you see some of the things that are put forth on social media. And on that social media part of it, someone's saying there it seems bigger because you're surrounded by it all the time. More TV stations have football shows. I mean, there's the NFL Network, there's 24-7, and when the team is good, they're going to be featured a lot. And, yeah, maybe it's skewed a little bit like that. But I still think, I mean, if there are even 50,000 people even if there are 50,000 people in that stadium for a practice in August today in it, it's by the way which starts at 530 on a work day you can't tell me that, that I mean that, I can't imagine a team being bigger you got the airport stuff you got people outside in the cold I don't know. It just seems uh, a little bit bigger now. But again, I wasn't around back in the 90s. I was around, but I wasn't, you know, between 0 and 4. I can't say for certain. Can't say exactly what it was like. Didn't experience it full hand. And maybe that's why it feels just uh, all that much bigger to me. But did people do that? You know, Von Miller's talking about toilet paper. Did people do crazy things like that with the players back then? It's not just Von Miller with the toilet paper. It's, I mean, you see this, I I was probably on TV. It's all over the internet of these players come by, the fans at training camp, signing autographs and stuff. And everyone's just handing them their baby. It's like a, you know, presidential candidate kissing babies. But nobody actually wanted them to. Like, they just put a baby plant in the crowd usually when you're running for president. Like, all right, we got to, let's put some baby in here to to kiss (laughs) you have parents you know shoving their babies in Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen's face hold my baby like that can't have gone on before was that going on in the early 90s are we just weirder as a society now than we were then and that's why it seems different I can't imagine hold my baby so I can take a picture and post it to social media that didn't exist In 1992. So maybe that's why it just seems a little bit more extreme. Anyways, thanks to the fans, though, who sent Von Miller, we can't have our star player using subpar toilet paper. And you think with the attention to detail that the Bills have on every little thing. I mean, the cleats are just right. Your ankles and wrists are taped up to your exact specification. Jerseys cut in different ways. Their nutritionist is right there to make sure they're getting the best things. We can't have our players using subpar toilet paper. That's going to have an impact on the field. Now, me, I I used to be not picky about this kind of stuff. I was uh, for most of my life the the big huge box single ply 1000 sheet roll type of guy didn't matter to me but then I, i'm a convert and and it's two ply now for forever we got the squatty pot everyone knows about that we got the squatty potty and the bidet hooked up so we've got it all going on you need you need to have all of that for you you got to be comfortable there You spend a lot of, when you think about it, you spend a lot of your life in your bathroom. So don't cheap out in that area, right? I mean, there's certain things you want to spend money on. Your mattress. I mean, you're sleeping on that. What shoes you wear. What, you know, something that's between you and the ground. And your toilet would be between you and the ground. So you want to make sure your investment is there. So I've gone away from the huge, cheap, just-do-whatever toilet paper to, I mean, really paying attention. We got the Squatty Potty. It's on both uh, uh, upstairs and downstairs, no matter where you go. We have the bidet hooked up, which can be tricky with the toddler and potty training because once they find out, they like to squirt water all over the place. And you have to know. You have to put an end to that right away. But that's hooked up. We have everything else. Someone's saying the uh, the two ply is too thick. I used to think that too, but you just you use less. That's the key. You use less. Took me a while to figure that out too. Uh, but then, if in an ideal world, if we had robust, what I would like to think that we would have all throughout America, robust 21st century plumbing systems. That would include those wipes that Eric Wood was advertising, you know, uh, seven years ago or whatever it was. Everyone looked at it as, you know, beneath, you know, what are we doing here? The only bills are in, uh, you know, finally getting an endorsement deal. Of course, it's our center for toilet paper. But those things are great. The only problem is your pipes can't handle it. It doesn't matter what flushable, it'll say everything on the package. You think you're in the clear? No. Just, trust me on this. It, it doesn't work. They can't handle it. You'll thank me later before you have, you know, a a whole burst out somewhere. You have to pay somebody $3,000 to dig beneath the foundation. All because you wanted to be comfortable in the bathroom. So, no, stick to the other things. The bidet is not that expensive, not that hard to uh, hook up. Squatty pie is right there. I... Silly me for expecting that to be in every Bills player's dorm room. I thought they were treated first class. I'd rather get all that in the bathroom at St. John Fisher and ride in a school bus from Fisher to the stadium tonight for the practice than what I'm sure is the other way around. They're using the dorm room toilet paper and they're riding first class coach over to the stadium. We have that reversed. you got to flip that. Just a little bit. Anyways, that's just for me. <laughs> they scrutinize every little thing. It's, I mean, it should extend to that. I, kudos to Von Miller for speaking out, for having the guts to speak out on that. Anyways, uh, I'll be back here next week. You got David coming up after the news. And, again, if you're one of those 50,000-plus uh, diehards going to the stadium later on today, just know what you're getting in for. It's general admission with a full house. So, Remember those old Walmart videos on Black Friday? Everyone wanting to get a TV? Now it's like that, but everyone wants to throw their baby at Josh Allen. So just know what you're getting into. Uh, Lots open uh, an hour and a half before the... Or an hour before the gates do, uh, an hour and a half before the practice starts. David's coming up next. Thanks for hanging out with me, Brian Mazarowski on WBEM.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? <laughs> it's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.